following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 20th, 2021, season 17, episode number 82. Welcome to the very latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It is Christmas week. We've got all kinds of goodies for you guys all week, Monday through Thursday. There will be no show on Friday, uh, but Monday through Thursday, we got a lot of great talk for you. Better talk than you'll hear anywhere else, and I'll put that I'll put money on that. This is the best talk show in all the land. Definitely in anything that has to do with the Dallas Cowboys. So we're glad you guys joined us. Um, and so let's first talk about this Cowboys win. Cowboys get three straight road wins, which I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what the margin of victory is. Getting three straight road wins is a feat, and it is a tough feat mm-hmm. uh, to accomplish in the National Football League. Let's start with some storylines. Nick, tell me, what is the storyline for you of this game? Well, they won three straight games on the road. And I don't care what, what – it doesn't matter who you're playing. That is a feat. That is an accomplishment. Like you said, I mean, I think you you took it. I mean, they won three straight games comfortably for, for the most part. They they dominated the, this game. Um, and their defense is, you know, off the charts right now. Their defense is just absolutely carrying this team. And that, that's, that's the storyline to me is they can win by 15 points and it felt like 50. There was a period of my afternoon where I was I wasn't mad, but I was I was troubled by this team. I mean, you keep the, the talent is there, you see it every week and you just keep saying, well, this team sucks. They'll finally get on track. Like they'll finally get on track against this miserable team. And they didn't. CD Lamb had a terrible game. Uh Dak was fine. He wasn't great. The, the ground game actually got going, and so that made it even more disappointing. Dalton Schultz got going. Like the stuff that we said they needed to do, shout out to Amber, to get back on track happened, and they still didn't look good. They scored two touchdowns. They struggled to score twenty-one points as an offense. I mean, the defense they might be the best in the NFL right now. In all honesty, I got nothing bad to say about them, but offensively, you're just like. This secondary is decimated. I've got a friend that works in New York media that was like, if they can't get on track against this secondary, then they might not have any hope. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. And they didn't. Uh, And so I say all this because I was just kind of sitting there. I was like, what the hell is going on? They're going to be in trouble at some point because it's not going to be Glennon and Heineke and Taysom Hill forever. And then I went back to my hotel to write, and I was cranking out my stories and doing this and that. And I look over, and I'm like, damn, Tyler Holly's about to maybe beat the Packers. What the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. And I went out to get a drink with a friend of mine after I was off of work and spent the whole night keeping an eye on the Saints score. And I was like, what on earth is going on down in Tampa? (laughs) What the hell is happening in this league? And, like, by the end of the night, I was like, you know what? Ten wins is ten wins. Three road <laughs> wins is three road wins. Who gives a damn how you do it? That's I went full circle in the span of yes. about four hours where I was I started like as soon as the game hit zero zeros, 
I was like, they're not that good. They're just, uh, why can't they get this right? And like by the end of the night, I was like, screw it. They got, they look, they're, they're happier than everybody else in the NFC right now. Thank you for walking us through that because I think there are probably a lot of fans that went through that realization moment last night where they may have started with, man, another game where they didn't feel great about a win, even though a win is a win. But by the end of the night, they're like, man, December football is hard. Hey, whatever. (laughs) You get a win whichever way you get it. Get in how you fit in at this time of year. Amber, what's your storyline of the game? (laughs) I mean, I feel like everybody just calls me a pessimist. But, (laughs) I mean, I'm not happy. Sorry. And I get it. A win is a win. And I get it. Three road games. Yes. Applause for you guys. But I just, I don't know what else to say that I haven't said before. And it goes week after week. And like Dave said, you you keep waiting for them to get going. You're like, okay, well, it's not that bad. We still have a few games. You look at the opponents. You can do it. I mean, these other teams are not playing great. So it's doable. You get to see you get to see the Giants, and you're thinking this is the perfect game for them to kind of click again on offense. And great thing from Zeke and Pollard, and I'm sure we'll talk about them. That was good to see them going, but it just sucks not to be able to get the kind of offense that you're looking for to finish out this stretch. And Dak, I don't know if he is gonna. I don't want to say that. Because I think it will. In my heart, I feel like, yes, that's what I want, and I think it will. But it's just it's not happening. We have not seen improvement from Dak, even though – was it Jerry that was saying that he saw some improvement from Dak? I, I missed Jerry last night. I thought Dak looked better yesterday. Actually, I, I was just about to go there. I actually think – and I saw several people on Twitter saying that they didn't – like Dak is still not playing well. And I was like – Really, I thought Dak played an efficient game. Like, his stat line, check out his stat line. He's 28-37. He had 217 yards, touchdown, no interceptions, a 98.6 rating. That's a pretty good day. Now, of course, you factor in some drops, which that ain't his fault, right? And and I look at this, and I'm like, he would have been right there on the cusp of a 300-day had he just gotten some basic catches from some of these guys? I just, again, I don't think that this was a bad performance by Dak. He's had some bad ones. He's had some stinkers. We've talked about that. I don't think this was one it's of just, them. It's just, I think it's it looks worse because you never saw it flowing. You know, it, it just doesn't seem to have that kind of rhythm that you're used to seeing um, earlier on in the year. But to me, it's just, it's not meeting the expectations. It's not, he's not meeting the kind of level that he can and he said that before, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see how they keep going to finish out December. So let me, let's talk about it just from a big-picture offensive standpoint. They had two touchdowns. Now, those two touchdowns, when, when they had short fields, uh, they had the, the ball at the New York Giants. They got the ball at the New York Giants 13 and the 29. That's when they scored touchdowns. Uh, they were 2 of 5 in the red zone, which red zone still continues to be a, a big problem for them. What do you think was the overall problem with the offense, though, and their ability to be able to move the ball and get points? I think this is just a continuation of what we've seen, which is I was going to say this off of what AG was just saying. Teams are forcing them to do the death by a thousand cuts thing. Like they just, and they can't break out of it, and they're not consistent enough to string that together. And sometimes it's Dak's fault. Yesterday, yeah, I mean, if CD makes those three catches, that's probably as much as 60 yards and continuing several different drives that you have scoring opportunities but i and 
like I said, I feel a lot better about it after everything that happened yesterday. But Dak went back to this a couple times in the press conference where he was like, well, that's how teams are playing us. They're going to put a shell on us. They're not going to allow any big plays. And I'm just like, I thought y'all had the best receiver core in the league. Like I, And this is a giant secondary that's completely decimated. Like they didn't have – they don't have most of their good players. Like COVID wreaked havoc on them. And they still weren't able to open things up and have any have really any downfield passing attack. I mean, I think I, I wrote this in my story. Like Amari Gallup and uh, CD accounted for like 70 yards of offense, 80, 80 yards basically. And most of that was CD who had the worst day of the three. So that's just it's disconcerting that they just they're they're having to string together all of these smaller plays to really put together scoring drives, and that's. That's not what I envisioned. Yeah, I mean, they don't run the ball well right now. They haven't been running it well. We've seen that. And that you have to run the ball in a game like that. Um, it's easy to sit and watch the game from the TV or from the press box and or whatever and just think, well, you got to open the ball up. But if you're down on the field and you can see that, like it's not a day to pass. It wasn't a day to kick. It wasn't a day to pass. It, it, I mean, it's a tough place to throw the ball around. And so if you're not going to throw it deep, you can't throw it deep. You can see what was happening with the ball. You have to be able to run it. And this team is struggling running the ball. So kind of a one-dimensional team. And, it, I mean, and that's not a huge excuse because, I mean, if you're going to do anything, you're going to have to go through Green Bay and the weather conditions are going to be tough there. So, um, But, it, you know, it certainly wasn't a, a day to throw the ball around the yard. Let me ask you about the running game because if you look at the stat line, Tony Pollard had 12 carries, 74 yards, a 6.2 average. Mm-hmm. Zeke had 16 carries, 52 yards, a 3.3 average. You look at that, and your natural inclination is to say they were running the ball with Tony pretty well. Like the average is 6.2. Zeke was the one that you look at his carries, and he's had a 3.3 average. Is it that simple, Mm-mm. or are there no, other things that it's are not hard? That simple. Okay, that's, that's not, what I'm asking the question. It's not that simple because. And, and I and I got to go back and look, but I mean, sometimes on second and two, if you get if or third and two, if you get Two, yeah, you, you did won. Your job. You did yeah. your job, and that that kills your average and all that. But there's no doubt Pollard around the corner. I mean, pa, I mean, I think it, it worked well yesterday, inside, outside, a little bit more for for Pollard running the ball, better average, of course. But you know, I thought the touchdown run was was a good play by Zeke and a good good hold by Connor Williams and and Biotish. and so. You know, but they they got to run it more efficiently though, if they're going to, especially in conditions like that. And I'm not saying it was like a dust storm out there, but it was really tough. I mean, that's why I mean, everyone wants to cut the kicker. I mean, he missed two extra points in, in the Meadowlands. I think I think he'll be fine. I actually thought Zeke looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking back through it to see like you're seeing some ones, twos, and zeros in the second half. Like, particularly in the first half, I thought he looked good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first touchdown was, like, vintage. Very nice run. Very good blocking, by that the way. Was, that was great blocking yeah. by the offensive line. And so I wonder if he kind of wore down as he started taking more hits. I mean, he did carry the ball 16 times. I'm At this point, I think, unless, unless you're willing to, like, take the steps to sit him down, which doesn't seem like they want to do that, and that's fine. I I keep saying I don't really want to do that, but like unless you're willing to do that, I think it's probably time to consider Tony having the larger workload. And that's ironic because Tony's dealing with an injury as well. Yeah. But he he has had more success over this second half of the season, and that's he looked pretty healthy yesterday. Yeah, he looked fine. Yeah. I, I, he had a couple where I, he was like one broken tackle away from going, yeah. maybe not the distance, but a hell of a lot further than he did. Um, so I definitely I I thought Zeke ran about as well as he has since the bye week yesterday, but 
if you're not going to sit him down and give him a chance to get healthy, then I'm ready to say Tony should probably have a larger percent of the workload. So, Nick, you didn't think the running game gave him what they needed yesterday. Well, I mean, I, I just felt like it was borderline one-dimensional. I mean, it was it was a tough day to throw out there. And when you are throw, when you can't throw it deep, you're going to have to lean on the run, and that's not been their strong suit. They, they, they ran okay, 125 yards, but they needed to run it better in a game, in a game like that. I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying is you're going to get into games where you may be some cold weather, you're going to have to be able to, to lean on the run, and that's just not something they've been able to do lately is lean on the run. I'm not, I'm not really worried that much about the passing game too much. I think, I think they'll get back on track the next couple of weeks. Just, that's that's what every I thought week. this that's what I thought this would be. Which and you're right, the conditions the conditions aren't perfect, I guess, but I just don't know what people are wanting. I mean, you're ten and four. You're ten and four. This is a great football team. This is a great football team. I want it to feel like they're not pulling teeth to get three hundred and twenty eight yards of offense against a terrible team. That's I mean, that's what I want. And, and I get I mean like like I said, I get it. They're ten and four. They jumped into the two seed in the NFC yesterday. Like I'm not saying you need to be unhappy or think that they suck, but it's very fair to wonder what happened to the team, to the offense that was just cranking out 400-yard games like it was nothing. Is, is it fair to say, and actually we're going to take a break, but I'm going to pose this question before we'll come back and talk about it. Is it fair to say that maybe what we saw Denver say after that game, which is teams are not playing them the right way, what we think we saw from what Denver did was we're going to force you to drive the field, is it not fair to say that this is what you get when teams say, we're going to make you drive in small chunks down the field, and Dallas is going to have to figure out how to – they sustained drives yesterday, but at this point they're going to have to sustain that and figure out how to get in the end zone. Is it fair to say that they are doing what teams are giving them the ability to do, and that may just be how they're going to have to play in order to win? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT&T – Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbent attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. 
and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. All right, time's running out to visit the star to get your photo with Santa, presented by Monument Really, Santa Claus. We'll be at the, the Cowboys theme cottage at the Star District across from Ascension and the Star Boulevard from December through December 24th. For more information, book your photo, visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys win over the uh, New York Giants. They win 21-6. to um, before the break, I was asking this question. You look at how the Cowboys played yesterday. They completed a high percentage of their plat passes, a lot of underneath throws. Um, I thought I thought they ran the, belt, the ball efficiently. I thought they got what they needed out of their running game for a game like this. Their defense played outstanding. Is that not the formula, maybe, for how Dallas needs to play? And we need to maybe give up that whole idea of, you know, you can throw for 350, 400 yards – and win games, and maybe this is a better, more sustainable way of winning football games. Yeah, I mean, that's something Kellen Moore is going to have to realize, and if he hasn't already, is that, you know, you can win games kicking field goals with this defense. Not just with all defense, but with this defense. In a game like that, you got to understand. And I, I don't think it's bad to say, I've said this on the radio this morning, I mean, Dak is a, is a bus driver right now. That's what he needs to do is drive the bus. Um, this offense is not what it was before, and this is a defensive football team, so... You, you know, yes, be less conservative down in the red zone. Kick field goals. Put your best unit back on the field. I mean, there are certain games where you have to do that. And I think every game takes on a life of its own. When you're facing Mike Glennon and Taylor Heineke and those guys, you know, be smart. Don't – don't. And, and, and I don't understand why they're turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. I mean, eight minutes to go, they're doing these bootlegs <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, that's just the arrogance that I still don't think that they've gotten out of and say – this is not what we need to do. Not not at that point in the game. Run the ball, punt it, and let your best unit get on the field and take control. I do you mean, think that was about them them also wanting to get this offense on track? So maybe. they're like, we're going to keep trying. <laughs> yeah. Keep trying everything maybe. to get this thing yes, going. Like, you know, that's the only thing I can think of because you're right. Just if you're watching the game, you're like, just put this thing away. Why are you doing that when you don't have to? I've, I'm da- Like, Dak struggles with impatience and greediness. I, I mean – Maybe he would take issue with that if he heard me say it, but like every week he's like, Yeah, that was me being greedy. You know, he held on to the ball too long because he was looking for Amari further down the field. He had Michael Gallup open. He said that himself. And that's a recurring theme. Like, he's frustrated by not having the plays that were there for him earlier in the season, and he's trying to get it. it reminds me of me playing Madden. I say that all the time. Like, when you're when you can't get it working, you just start forcing stuff, yeah. and you're like, "I'm getting my damn stats. I don't care." Right. And I'm not saying that Dak cares more about stats than wins, but you get accustomed to that, and you also know you have the talent to make it happen. And that's why I disagree with with that, not completely, because I do think that there there are important elements to playing this late season December playoff football. You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be fundamentally sound, but. Just too much talent on this offense for me to be like, you know, you guys just run it three times and put the defense back on the field. Like, and that's what's frustrating about this game is even in the conditions, again, CD left like 50, 60 yards of offense on the field with just 
simple mistakes that a great receiver shouldn't make. Um, the crosser to Amari, I think it was the very first possession of the game. Like Dak can make that throw in his sleep, or should could at one point in his life, and he just can't right now. And that's what makes it frustrating. Is like, again, I keep saying it, like. You're just you're just slightly off, and they just can't make it click. And so, imagine how much more devastating this team could be if you're adding sixty to a hundred more yards of passing offense, getting into the red zone two or three more times a game. And it's just frustrating because it's it's not like they're just banged up beyond belief and don't have the horses to make it work. They just can't get it right. Amber. See, my concern is. <laughs> Look at the opponents that they've been playing. And I don't I don't want to diminish what the defense has been doing because I think they're playing great, like really, really good. But look who they've been playing lately. And the last game that was like the toughest opponent, I would say, was the Chiefs, right? Would you agree? They held them to 19 points. But then look at what the offense did. Only nine points. So that's my concern. It's like what happens once you move past – these quote-unquote bad teams. What happens when you get to the playoffs? Maybe against the Cardinals. What does the offense do for you? Because you, and I was going to ask you. I mean, do you still fully believe that you can? And you mentioned I forgot what team that was. That was um, all about defense, and they got to the Super Bowl and won. Who was it? Oh, was Giants. It the this Giants. Was back in 2007. Long time ago. And it's just like, it, I'm finding it very hard to believe, and I get it, a lot of people say, oh, defenses win championships, but when you see the way that this offense has been playing, I'm just like, it, it's scary. It, it's it's concerning because as much as the defense is doing for you, what are they doing when they give you the ball back? Nothing. So that's my problem. This offense, Well, they got, yesterday on the two turnovers, they got two touchdowns. Well, they had... Four. Yeah, I'm saying, but on oh. two of those, when they got the ball in, yeah. in favorable field position, not not what would be typically when you'd get it after a punt, let's say. Right. Like, they turn those into touchdowns. But in the most part. And, like, when they get to the red zone, they still have issues with the red zone. So that's, that, that's, that's the thing is the, the talent that they have, we know, we've seen it. And, and that's the problem. With such a talented offense – they should be playing better. We've seen them playing better. And Nick kept saying, Nick kept saying, oh, 10 and 4. How can you be mad at 10 and 4? Well, you can't. You, you can't. You keep saying no, but you can be mad because Whatever. you look at, I get it, the win is a win and it's great. And at the end of the day, if that led you to a trophy, you still have the trophy. But the thing is, even when they were playing better, you were seeing the struggles that they were having. They were still having struggles at the beginning of the year, even with how amazing they were playing, but the difference was that they were able to overcome things. They were able to make adjustment and do better. This part of the season, they are unable to do that. They haven't shown the the quality of being capable of overcoming things, even though they got their players healthy for the most part back okay, in so, there. Okay, so let me ask this question. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, I, you and I are typically aligned on this, but, like, they've won three in a row, so clearly they've overcome not being good. Like, I have to give them credit for that. Like, yeah. they're finding ways to win these games. Which in December you have to be. You have to do that in December and in January football. But let me ask you this question, because I thought this was something very interesting that Mike McCarthy mentioned last week. He was talking about December football, and he said um, – Basically, early in the season, you can play and you win. You can win a lot of games and you can move the ball offensively through scheme. 
because teams don't know what you're doing. You can catch them off guard. As soon as they catch up to that, you can give them something different. He said, once you get to December football, it's no longer about scheme. It is about the ability to execute. It is about the ability. It's about your technique. Is it maybe a possibility that we overestimated how good these offensive skill or offensive players are? I'm not saying skill. Offensive line, the whole thing. Are we overestimating how good they are where now it's no longer about scheme? Maybe they got by early with scheme. Maybe scheme got them those 400-yard days. Maybe what we're seeing right now is that when teams know what you're going to do, they just can't execute to the level to be able to put up 30, 40 points. No. Simply put, they gave Dak $40 million in the offseason. They gave Cooper $20 million the year before that. I'm not think, talking wait, about wait, the money. I'm asking you, are they hey, good enough? Why do you get paid that type of money? Amari Cooper has For never what? not For had a 1,000-yard season in his life. Well, the, but, like, they've, given, they've, given contract, all the way to they've given contracts They've given contracts to people who haven't lived up to So contract. all of a sudden, these I'm guys ask, are not good. No, I'm asking oh. you the question. I'm asking you the question. Is there a possibility here that... If they were doing all these things early in the season, and we all agree they're not performing at the level that they were performing early in the season, is it because possibly that it's caught up to them, that the scheme was the reason why they were getting so much success early, and maybe now that teams know what they're doing, they just don't have the ability to put up those kinds of points, and you have to settle for the fact that this is a good offense, not a great offense, and you hope your defense continues to be great. I mean, you're not going to have runs like they had in September and October. Everybody gets that. But they've scored five touchdowns in the last month. No, like they're better than that. They just are. Like that's at what point and what do they have to do to make you believe that what they're showing is just who they are? They got to oh, no, they win and they got to they got to win in in the playoffs. Cuz it doesn't matter. You can win all these games 31 to 10, 37 to 10. We could be sitting here and they could still be 10 and 4 and nothing none of that's going to matter if you go to you don't go to Green Bay and win or you don't go to Tampa or mm-hmm. whatever and win. So so I'm sitting here I saying come here anyway. Hey, well well this is this is a good this is a good team. They're they're 10 and 4. They they're like the, what second best record in the NFL right now. They're 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 a good team with a great defense and an average offense. That's what it's looking like right now. Mm-hmm. But like even if it was an above average offense, that doesn't mean it matters if you don't go to and win, win in Green Bay. So I mean I'm I'm sitting here saying I'm not saying it's like all fine and stuff. They're still gonna have to go and execute in the playoffs. But I don't think it's I mean, I, I just don't think it should be disappointing or embarrassing or anything because this football team is leaning on its defense now. I mean, they, they their defense is special. You have to have something special to win, mm-hmm. and they have something special. It just flipped on us. Yeah. It's I, I I agree. I'm not disappointed. I don't. That's what yeah. they're going to do. What they're going to do. I I just think. And to answer your question more directly, every win buys them another week where I'm like, okay, like we start the clock back over. <laughs> right, they get yeah. another opportunity to go out there. And and this is going to be fun, not so much this game. I mean, this will still be a big game, but you get a chance to go against Kyler Murray and the team. I know they just lost to the Lions, but they're still good. <laughs> still have been the they've had the best record in the NFC basically all year. So you get a chance. And it's fun to think you get a chance to test yourself against that type of opponent without the stakes being as high like you're going to be in the playoffs so that's fine you this isn't going to make or break your season and so that'll be that'll be a fun measuring stick i just think and i, I swear i'm not trying to take away from anything the defense has done they've been amazing uh 
Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke, and Mike Glennon. Taysom I mean, was all right last night. He was. They scored nine points. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. It reminds me, like, we did. At his best, they, they scored nine points. We did this last year, too, where they beat Cincy, San Francisco, and Philly, and they forced a bunch of turnovers. Yeah. And, again, like, I'm not trying to take that away from them, but it'll be Rodgers at some point, or Kyler, or Tom Brady, whatever. It's, and that, so that's, I think, it, it's not disappointment so much as concern of, like, you can get away with this right now. You won't be able to that's forever. That's I know. No, we're on the same page. And, and to answer your question, like I still strongly believe that they are really talented. It is there. It is one of those. I'm not a musician, so I don't know. But when I see someone like with a guitar or something, and it's just like they're turning a knob to the side, and you like, and then you just needed to they're turn it. it? Uh, something yeah. I've been looking. You just need to turn it around just one bit. Like that's how I feel. This office. It's just like find it up. I've been looking just, for an analogy. They're kind, of, they're kind of flat right now. You got to get them. You got to get them right. You they're nailed flat. it. I've been looking for an analogy, and that's perfect. Like you can play the song, and, and it'll be fine. But you like it's not right in the pitch that and it even needs and to even be. to the average listener, it sounds okay. But to the person playing it, it's yeah. like I'm just a tad. It's just sharp a little bit. You, just, flat. you gotta find that turn, yeah. and then they'll be right there. Like that's how close. I think they really are. And I firmly believe that the talent is there. And I really hope that they are able to show it before the season ends, at least in the last two games. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not so convinced. I honestly believe this offensive line is not performing at the level that that kind of great offense has to have from its offensive line. And I think as a result of that, this offense is not able to operate at the optimal level. And they were able to do it earlier in the season when, number one, they were healthier. But number two, when they had a situation where they, you know, would just they could do some things with scheme. And I think that's all caught up with them. And I know I think defenses know exactly where they need to affect this offense because of whether there are deficiencies in the offensive line. And I think that's what shows up. And I don't think they will solve that this season. I really don't. See, I think they might. Because I going back to the run game, I thought you could tell a noticeable difference with Connor Williams in the lineup. Let's take a break because I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about if we think Connor Williams made that big of a difference. Because this was a better run running game than we've seen in the last several weeks. We'll take our final break, come back and talk about that. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get 
to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys and United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. I did mention earlier, I want to keep reiterating, we will not be doing shows on Friday. Uh, these guys are going to get a little time to spend some time with their families on Christmas What episode Eve. is this? Did I forget the number? It was 82. Thank you. We can move on. Okay, good. We all know what that is. All right. I didn't figure, think I needed to say it. But I'm just saying. 82. Just, we know who it is. Sure. Homage to the GOAT. All right, good. All right, now, Dave, you brought up this point right before the break, um, and I thought it was interesting. It was one thing, one thing I noted that I wanted to give you guys all a chance to sound off about. We had Connor Williams back at left guard yesterday. Had Connor McGovern back at his fullback, Hulk package, whatever, wherever they mm-hmm. want to put him. Um, and I think – to me, there was no coincidence that the running game seemed to be more efficient yesterday. Do you guys think that that was in large part due to them going back to that lineup? I mean, I think there's there's always going to be more to it than that. You need like eight people doing their jobs right to run the ball well. But yes, I thought Connor made a difference. He had a great, he sealed the alley for Zeke on the first touchdown. He got to the second level. They used his athleticism to pull him on some of the plays to the outside. They looked like themselves, like Zeke. It wasn't like the most amazing run of his life, but he ran like the stretch play to the edge and looked for the hole, like you know, like we've seen him do a million times. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen him doing that in the last six, seven weeks, and he was doing that yesterday for decent, if not amazing, gains. And so the reason I said that at the end of the last segment was put Connor with Tyron. Hopefully, he'll be back sooner rather than later. Maybe, maybe you're cooking with something. They're both com- more comfortable in the in those positions. I think. I think Connor Williams is is more comfortable starting, and, and also they pull with him a lot more. He's a lot more athletic, and then strangely enough, I mean Connor McGovern seems to be just a better player in this Hulk package. I mean mm-hmm. he does a nice job of of you know having space and then finding the guy and blocking. And I think they're they're doing different things with him. I think both of them though are in a better spot, and I think that they. Can run the football and and be a little bit more versatile, especially under in you know in the red zone. Now that they didn't they didn't really do anything in this red zone, but I honestly think they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. I think you get in a game like that. I think that they they were a lot more conservative with some of the play calling and just and you know we're not getting throwing an interception in that end zone. You're not going to do anything. You're going to get your field goal, get your points. We saw it third and seven. Yeah, third and seven in a draw at the middle. Was that because of Zeke? I mean, Dak, was that because they were afraid Zerline might miss again? Whatever it was, but they went and took the points. And I think that was kind of a combination of, hey, let's just let's just keep this thing going. Let's just keep stacking points because Mike Glennon do, is still throwing balls. As 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 disappointed as I was by the offensive performance, like I think there was a very deliberate 
they're not beating us as long as we're as long as we get to like 14, 15, whatever points. Like I mean, they're they're not going right. to score seventeen to twenty one points. And I think that was part of their philosophy. We're standing at the ten yard line at the end of the game, and they're they're down there, and I'm down there with you and Shannon, and I'm like, they're not going to score. Oh, that's There's cool, no, yeah. they're they're sitting on the ten, and they're like they're not scoring. Yeah. And they're just not. They're not going to get in. Like who? That's why I call this theme a must-watch defense because somebody's going to make a play. Somebody. And every time, I mean, they get an interception, and Dave's like in the press box. Like, was that Diggs? Was that Diggs? And I was thinking it too. Well, it was. It was almost like there's disappointment because it's Hooker, you know? Because you want Diggs. <laughs> well, by to make the way, a play. he's playing really well. He's, he's playing, playing really good football. He's right playing now. outstanding. Yeah. I mean, Pro Football Focus had he's the, the, the yeah. best defense player in football yesterday. <laughs> um, but like. I'm always looking for Parsons. Yeah. I'm sure the quarterback is too. Every snap, I'm looking for Parsons. I get mad when he's on the bench, like taking a break. What are you doing? <laughs> Hell, rookie. It's, it's not. It's probably. I mean, it's kind of BS that we've gotten this far into the show without really talking about the way that they played. I mean, they they were amazing, and I know the Giants suck, but Parsons switching off of a guy to take Galladay to the to the pylon and break up the pass without drawing a pass interference as a linebacker? I mean, are you he insane? He is the best defensive player this year in football. And I don't care what anybody has to say, because I don't care. Whatever guy you name, I'm going to say job. he doesn't do all the things that Micah Parsons does. Good job. Doesn't. Good job all three of us yesterday for not jumping on si- offside. Oh, I was on so crap. ready. I was so ready to oh, just launch him, him in full debate mode and about. like talk him down these two new yorkers were just going at it about in their best new york accent which uh, i can't stand but go ahead they're just going at it how micah i mean compare him to to derek thomas well you don't have to be compare him to the best that ever played the game and another guy came over and it was like he had 135 tackles as a rookie everyone can just go f themselves i'm like whoa whoa we're taking it there you know new york people are like weirdly defensive of lt considering like every franchise has a guy like and that. LT, yeah. Well, just yeah. a guy like that, like a Hall of Fame, goat caliber player, all time player. Yes, I just, and I like it would be easy to say, like throw some jab and be like, well, yeah, you've been pathetic for the last five years. Of course, you're going to cling to your history, but, but like they've won Super Bowls more recently than the Cowboys have. So what are you so defensive about? Like the comparison is just the fact that Micah Parsons has a really, really good chance to win. Two awards that no one has done in the same season since yeah. Lawrence Taylor. And that's what and, it and is. And if you that's compare fair. Lawrence Taylor, I'm not saying he's Lawrence Taylor. What I'm saying is compare their rookie years. I think Micah is making a comparable. He's having a comparable rookie year, and yeah. that's that's the part that that to me can't like. Don't get lost in the fact that you brought up his name. Like no player should be at a point where you can't bring up his name. Like he literally, Micah is having a, a rookie year. Yeah. That's just it's historic in my opinion. Let's just go down the line and make sure everybody gets their flowers. Demarcus Lawrence, maybe the I mean one of the most dominant games I can remember him playing. It's amazing what a guy can do when he's finally got help and not being double teamed all the time. And he's got Micah Parsons second with him. Wow. wow. Okay. Cool. Just not. Don't want to give anybody else some shine. No, but Anthony that Brown. Helps. That helps. Anthony Brown got picked on on Thanksgiving, and every team he's played since has tried to pick on him, and he's like, "No, you're not doing that." I'm, like he's been awesome for the last three weeks. Trayvon Diggs, ten picks, speaks for itself. Malik Hooker's coming on. Jaron Curse, the play he made where he took the guy. Uh, I don't know if it was Saquon or Booker, but he came from the backside. He's just. He just never stops hustling. Like, he just wants to hit somebody all the time, and it's fun. Should be in the Pro Bowl. Neville Gallimore just bullying the interior of the line. They didn't have Tristan Hill or Oso Digizua. He was fine with that. I don't know if 
Did Randy even notch a stat? He might not have, but yeah. like that's just yeah. why stats are kind of BS because he was giving them fits all, all day. Yeah. He, I don't know if he did. I'm look. I don't. Okay, no. Randy Gregory yes. had one tackle for loss and nothing. One else. quarterback hit. And he, I mean, he. The, you're talking about them not scoring from the ten yard line. Like that's why. <laughs> if you give Randy Gregory a free run at the quarterback, you're, the play is not going to go the way yeah. that you want it to. I just, they were awesome. I, Leighton Vander Esch, I thought he was more physical than he has been in recent weeks. Probably Keanu led the team in tackles, which you know, like they, they. I mean, you got to consider the opposition at times, but like, I mean, they're dominant. What so? Seventeen points against the Saints. Uh, really. 13 points against Washington because of the pick six, and then mm-hmm. six points. I mean, it speaks for itself. They're That's amazing. what I was going to mention earlier when Nick started talking and making his point. It's like, how cool is it, the fact that you see so many different players making a play? Like, mm-hmm. names that you're like, oh, wait, who, who was that? Oh, I don't have a graphic for that guy. Okay, let's just put a generic <laughs> graphic out. <laughs> Sorry. but and, and, and you compare it to the offense again. How we were talking about the offense earlier on in the year, it's like, oh, man, everybody on the offense is making plays. Everybody's getting, like, you got all kinds of different weapons on here. And now somehow, and that's the crazy thing, somehow the defense is becoming what the offense was earlier in the season. And everybody on defense is winning something. And if it's not one guy, it's the other. So when you see, and I was thinking, I'm like, I bet, I wonder how upset Micah is at this game that he wasn't able to really, you know, show up on numbers or big plays like that. Well, but that's the amazing part. And that's actually where I was going to go with this. And I was trying to get, I, I need to pull it all together. A number of the plays, big plays that other guys got, go back and see what Micah was doing on the exactly. play. There were so many yeah. plays where he was really the guy that created the situation. And that's why I mentioned it to you. I didn't want to take shine from anybody, but I think the reason why this defense is playing at this level ultimately comes down to a guy that so can do so many different things and can affect the game in so many different ways like Micah can. And it's creating all these opportunities. And, by the way, all these guys are capable when they get in those situations to take advantage. Well, Which Oh, sorry, go ahead. Now. Well, you know, I, only, I get to talk to these – Guys, after the game, I don't get I don't get the guys on the podium. Yeah. So I, I've talked to Dak only once, and that was Minnesota when he didn't play. Yeah. I've talked to Micah one other time, and that was New England. He was pissed. So he doesn't like coming to see you. No, no, he <laughs> was pissed because he didn't play well. He 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 was going to go to the podium yeah. except for when Diggs got that pick, yeah. they flipped it. So I thought he might be kind of upset a little bit because you know he had one tackle or whatever. Nah, he he. He, I think he understood, and yeah. and and he, you know, he answered the LT thing again, and you know, he said no disrespect to him at all. You know, I'm not at that level. I'm just trying to make my own way and all that. But, um, but you're right. I mean, he did a lot of things. I thought that the 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 play with Tank that that he knocked him, you know, the first interception. I think he was coming around the edge. It just oh my stepped God. up just Shout out just there. a yeah. little bit. He yeah. had to step up, but um, you know, when I when I make my mental highlight reel. Uh, of what Mike has done this year, the the freaking the the pass breakup on Galladay will be in there. So like mm-hmm. people can talk about yeah. him not having a great game. I thought he made one of his like five best plays of the season. Like he had that in New Orleans too. When the he Herbert the interception, the Herbert sack, the Taysom Hill sack. Yeah, the Saints play yeah. this play. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but yeah, I mean that's on the short list. Like and and yeah, I mean. It's obvious the way offenses have to account for where he is. Yeah, he's, he's he has been a remarkable player for Dallas, and I think when when it's all said and done, I don't I'm not going to make a prediction on what he's going to be long term throughout his career. What I can say is this year, 
has been one of the best seasons I've ever watched a defensive player play. Just from the standpoint of all the things he's had to do. I mean, literally going from I'm going to play linebacker to no, this week I'm going to put my hand on the ground and be a defensive end. Like He has done things that you just don't see players, not just rookies, players doing the NFL, and has done it at an extremely high level. If he were a linebacker, he'd be going to Pro Bowl as a linebacker. If he were a defensive end full-time, he'd be going to the Pro Bowl as a defensive end. He has been. He's at that kind of season. Lawrence had a great quote last night where he was like, "That's the beauty of it when you like you got to play all eleven of us. It's not just one guy." It's a good quote, but the really fun thing is that he's wrong because they've got like nineteen guys <laughs> right. that yeah. you. I mean, you know, they got. I can't. I still can't believe I'm saying this. Like they got more safeties than they know what to do with. Don Wilson's not even playing right now. He'll be back eventually. You would assume Osa and Tristan will hopefully be ready for this game. How does that work? They they were ruled out what Saturday, Saturday. and it's well it depends on they, symptoms yeah it depends and stuff if they like get a that. ten day they, if they could, get a ten day they'd miss the next one. Yes, but Cedric Wilson only missed four days just as recently as last right, week. Yeah. So I think we're gonna we new protocols we, we're gonna have to readjust the way we think about some things with the new protocols for yeah. sure. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean this defense is incredible. There's I like. Think, 17 or 18 legitimate playmakers. I think it's going to start getting a lot better for NFL teams, um, and it's not a coincidence either, but it's going to start getting better for teams. Uh, the numbers of cases and players missing, I think, are about to go down dramatically. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that as soon as we get some more clarity on what the protocols are and what they mean. We'll talk about that a little bit more. All right, we appreciate you guys, Jonas. We'll be back on tomorrow. We're going to start getting ready. we got a short week here, so we'll start getting ready for Cowboys versus the Washington football team. That will be for the division, assuming tomorrow night there isn't a tie between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. That still is the one slight chance the Cowboys have to clinch the division this week. But otherwise, that will be the game for the division next weekend. We'll start talking about that tomorrow for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, and Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?